0: Hello, my name is Tom Longano, and this is Boy Stories. Alright, we got a great story this week, uh, one of my favorite stories from the whole collection. It's called The Fat and the Spaz. This is one that I get a lot of feedback about. It's funny, a couple weeks ago, I was at dinner with a um, with family, and they have three boys, and someone was like it was like, pass the peas, and then like pass the peas or something, and he was and then he said something, he said, All right, whatever fatty. And then they all laughed and they looked at me and I was like, Okay. I like I kind of like laughed. I didn't really know why they were looking at me. And then they were like, Uh, that's from your story. Whatever fatty. That's from the fat and the spas. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's right. That's really funny that you and the parents were like, they say that all the time. And then like paused and were like Literally all the time. (laughs) I was like, "I am so sorry," but I wasn't. I thought that was hilarious. I love it when kids read stuff from my stories and then annoy their parents with it. That really is the most gratifying thing for me as a writer. I shouldn't say that because maybe parents are listening to this now. (laughs) They'd be like, "You're not listening to any more of those stories." Anyway, fat in the spaz, crazy story came out of actually a lot of my experiences, both as a teacher and as a student. Like when I was in sixth, seventh grade, we had this friend in our group of kind of boys that hung out together and we always used to call him fat for no reason except that he would just eat and eat and eat like he ate so much he was he was short and he was very skinny like probably one of the skinniest ones amongst us but he was like very lazy and he would eat a lot and so i just thought like at the time i didn't even think about it we would just be like yeah so and so is so fat like he's so fat why are you so fat and it, and he like he would just be like, oh, I'm not, like stop calling me fat. But like some people could call him fat, other people couldn't call him fat. If you weren't his friends, he'd get really mad at you for calling him fat. And it just like went on and even went on into high school. And I remember like seeing him even outside of college uh, at like some bar somewhere, and we were like Oh yeah, we're like what's going on? And like and someone was like ah oh, dude, he's so fat. Like and he, at this point he was like Jack. Like he'd gone to school and like lift a lot of weights and he like really grew up. But we still called him fat. And I just. And, and that's like just seeing him again made me think like I can't believe we called that kid fat for so many years he is not fat at all uh, and then also as a teacher the not so much the word fat but the word spaz came up so much like students will come to me all the time and be like oh god no so and so called me a spaz and I'd be like alright well that I sh- he shouldn't have done that I mean calling names isn't good but like what did you do well I like uh, yelled at him like, okay, well, don't, if you don't want to be called a spaz, then don't spaz on people. I call you a spaz and it's like for some reason that logic is very difficult for like the fourth or the fifth grade boy brain to understand because if you get called a name, then you need to like reestablish your dignity immediately. So like if I get called a spaz, man, I'm going to like, I'm going to let that guy know I'm not a spaz, (laughs) which means I'm going to overreact. So that guy's going to call me a spaz. Anyway, so I took the like fat thing and the spaz thing and I put them both together and that is the fat and the spaz. I really like this story. I also like the character of Porge and Greg and I think their dynamic is is great. But you know, I'm not going to talk any more about it. I hope I haven't ruined it if you haven't heard already. We're just going to jump right into it. The Fat and the Spaz. "Hey Porge," said Jake, "trade me one of your cookies for this granola bar." "No way," said Porge, "over my dead body. You have 6 cookies." "Yeah." because I save them up from other lunches and I eat them all at once. All right, fatty, I'm not fat. The other boys at the table sniggered. It was universally known that Porge was indeed fat. That's how he got his nickname, Porge. His full name, Gordon, had turned into Gordy Porgy, then just simply Porge. He was actually the skinniest boy in the fifth grade, but his attitude towards food and indeed his general attitude towards life itself had given him the reputation of fatness. Porridge didn't really mind. He protested out of habit. Sometimes he became more annoyed, like when he got picked later for teams because of his alleged fatness. But he was actually one of the quickest students in the grade, or he could have been if he wasn't so lazy. I'm not fat, he was insisting. I just like cookies. I think, Timmy said, if you were less fat, you would share. Jake and Leo agreed. Porge shook his head. Not wanting to give up good cookies has nothing to do with fatness, he explained. If you had cookies, there's no way you'd trade them for a gross granola bar. Maybe if I had one cookie, said Jake, but six whole cookies? Do you need to eat six whole cookies during one lunch? Yes. Yes, I do. What's up, losers? Greg swung onto the bench beside Porge, uninvited, and slammed his lunchbox on the table. Got Lunchables today. He announced as he opened his bag. Sweet. Porge doesn't care that you have Lunchables, said Jake, because he's got six cookies. Greg looked at the neat little stack which Porge had made, so high it was taller than his lunchbox. Wah, he said. Look at Fatty McFatso over here with his chubby little cookies. Porge's face went red. He didn't mind being called fat by those he considered to be friends, but Greg was not in that number. And Greg had a special, intuitive knack for taking things too far. I'm not fat, Porch muttered, cramming a cookie into his mouth. Don't call me fat. Sorry, I couldn't hear you because your mouth was full of cookie, said Greg loudly. All the crumbs were spilling down your seven chins. Don't have seven chins, Porch snapped. I have one normal chin and don't call me fat. Jake called you fat. Why don't you get mad at him? Because Jake is my friend. <laughs> Whatever, fatty. Porge stood up, glared at Greg, then gave him a push. Greg flailed his arms and pushed back, making Porge trip. There was a general gasp from the surrounding tables. Porge picked himself up, shaking. You, he said softly, you are a spaz. No, I'm not, said Greg immediately. You pushed me first. I nudged you? Porge said, and then you totally spazzed. I'm not a spaz, yelled Greg. You tripped on your own fat. He's gonna spaz again, Porge announced to the lunchroom. Spaz, spaz. Greg jumped on Porge's back, trying to get him in a headlock. Porge ran around in a circle, toppling lunchroom chairs, still yelling, spaz, spaz. That's when the teachers stepped in. Both boys lost their break, but word had spread. The whole fifth grade was talking about how Greg had totally spazzed on porridge at lunch. Everywhere Greg went, boys looked at him and he knew what they were thinking. So he yelled at them to stop thinking he was a spaz. Then they covered their mouths and giggled, saying that he had spazzed again. Greg was getting desperate. During class, he raised his hand. Mr. L was teaching natural history. They were supposed to go on a nature walk to examine trees, but a wasp's nest had been found in a rotting log in the woods, so the walk was deemed too risky. Instead, Mr. L skipped the tree unit and gave a lecture on rocks. Greg's question was not about rocks. Mr. L, he said, what does spas mean? The question was followed by a smattering of giggles. Greg jerked around in his chair, glaring at his classmates, as if daring them to find this funny. Unfortunately, they now found it even more funny. Greg, said Mr. L. That's off-topic, but I need to know what it means. Hey, I looked up spaz in the dictionary, squealed Porge from the other side of the room. <laughs> and it says the definition's Greg. The comment was received with uproarious laughter from everyone except Greg and Mr. L. Greg jumped out of his desk and tried to get to Porge, yelling at the top of his lungs that he was not a spaz. Mr. L slammed his book down on the desk, causing immediate silence. That's enough he barked. Greg, sit down. A spaz is someone who overreacts. Someone who makes a big deal at a very small thing. Okay? Got it? Good. Back to rocks. During second break, Porge led a group of boys in the spaz game, in which you find a spaz and sneak up behind him, then say, spaz, 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 in a high-pitched voice until he spazzes out on you. This game was an instant success with everyone except for Greg, whose participation in it was involuntary. After school, Greg didn't want his special Tuesday snack. His mother wondered what was wrong, and he burst into tears. The boys at school call me names, he said through sobs. No, why would they do that, asked his mother. I don't know. It started at lunch when I was nicely talking to Forge, and out of nowhere, he just called me a spaz. (laughs) <laughs> and so then I defended myself, and they said I was even more of a smash. Well, that doesn't sound like Gordon at all. He's such a nice boy. I'll call his mother and speak to her about— No! Greg th- said quickly, knowing that direct parental involvement in such disputes would be the nail in the coffin of his reputation. No. It, It's okay, Mom. Uh, I can handle it. You are so brave, honey. I am. I know. Maybe you can try this. When your friends call you names, just smile back at them. Laugh it off. Don't react. And they'll get tired and move on. That's just how boys are. <laughs> OK. Greg smiled through his tears. I, I think I will have that snack now, Mom. <laughs> Thanks. Mothers always know what to say. Sup, Spaz? said Porridge during morning lineup. Greg erupted in laughter. Oh, Porch, he said, patting his shoulder. You are just so funny. Don't touch me, spazzo. (laughs) Spazzo! Oh, that's a good one. See, I understand now. You're just joking. We are joking. (laughs) Greg laughed even louder. This attracted the attention of other boys. What's Greg spazzing out about now? said Jake. Oh, Jake! Classic Jake! Greg laughed. That was so clever. You're so clever. I'm not trying to be clever. What's so funny? Porges! <laughs> Porge and his witty little jokes. Greg was doubled over now, still laughing. No one else was laughing. It was early in the morning. Class started in a couple minutes. No one was in the mood to laugh. Look what a weirdo Greg is. Porge said. He's like even more of a spaz than yesterday when he was yelling at us. No, no, said Greg, suddenly serious. I'm way less of a spaz because now I'm laughing. Yeah, but it's still super weird, said Porge. Maybe it's weird, but it means I'm not a spaz, said Greg, because I didn't overreact. No, said Porge. It means you're weird and a spaz. You are a weird spaz. Oh, yeah. 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 Porge took a step back. "Uh Uh-oh, he said to the others. Here comes the spaz. Greg shed his backpack to tackle Porge, screaming about how Porge was the fattest person he'd ever met. Porge fought back and both lost their lunch and both breaks when Mr. L arrived at the classroom. Come on, guys, he said, looking down at the two boys, entangled and grunting on the ground. School hasn't even started yet. He anticipated a long day, and he was correct, but it was nothing like the next day. As Greg sat in detention and glared at Porge, he came to a number of conclusions. The first was that a mother's advice could not be trusted in a situation as dire as this. He had tried to laugh it off. The strategy was nice, simple, neat, but it had failed. He needed something more drastic, something that made an impact. And so Greg began to think about other solutions to dire situations. As with most problems in life, He looked to his guiding light to find the true answer. Movies. When his mom asked how the name calling at school had gone, Greg just grunted. He retired to his room for the remainder of the evening. She figured he would find a way to work it out. The next day, Forge and the others tried to play the spaz game, but they couldn't find Greg anywhere. Porge said he must be hiding, and everyone thought this was very funny. They teased Greg for hiding later in class. Porge announced that he would follow Greg during second break and see exactly where the spaz had built his lair. But Greg wasn't hiding. He was preparing. During second break, he made a show of walking towards the woods. Porge put a finger on his lips and then followed at a distance, telling his friends to stay on the field while he entered under the trees. Don't want to scare him and make him spit. He giggled, then crept on alone. Just beyond the tree line, something jumped out and grabbed his wrist. Oh no! Porge squealed excitedly. Are you gonna spaz? No, Porge. I'm not gonna spaz, said Greg in a cold voice. Porge's giggle died in his throat. He looked around, but his friends hadn't followed him. They were alone. Greg pulled him by the wrist deeper into the woods. Uh, What are you doing? Porge resisted. Hey, hey, stop. Let me go easy there, Porge. Don't be a spaz, said Greg softly. We wouldn't want that now, would we? Porge was just about to twist away when he heard a sinister click. Greg was no longer holding his wrist. Instead, there was a metal toy handcuff, the other side of which was attached to the thick branch of a fallen log. Hey, he said. Hey, what what are you doing? Where are you going? I'd be quiet if I were you, said Greg in a hushed voice. Look where you are before you say anything else. Porge obeyed. And as he did, he grew very stiff. His eyes went wide. He started to tremble, then to shake. I wouldn't shake, said Greg from his spot about 15 feet away. The less movement, the better. Porge tried to control himself, but he couldn't. Next to him, nestled in the log that he was now handcuffed to, was a nest crawling with wasps. Greg he said softly, his voice a trembling whimper. Greg, Greg, please let me go. I could let you go, said Greg, but I want to test you first. You say that I'm a spaz. Well, it looks like you want to shake and scream right now too, but you can't. Don't be a spaz, Porch. Don't be a spaz. Greg took a scissors out of his pocket. He held them up to a string that Porch hadn't noticed, which was attached to a branch above the log, Porch gasped. Hanging from the branch, on the string, was a fist-sized rock. It dangled directly over the wasp's nest. Greg! Greg! He said through shuddering breaths, "'Don't do this, I'm, I'm sorry!' "'Say I'm not a spaz,' said Greg. "'Greg! Greg, you're not a spaz! Please, please, Greg, please!' The wasps appeared to have noticed his movement. Some hovered in the air, wondering whether this boy was an intruder. "'Greg! Greg, I'm allergic!' Porch burst out, unable to control it any longer. I'm, I'm going to die! Greg, who had been calmly smiling and drinking in every moment of his triumph, dropped the scissors. Wait, Wait, what? He said, I'm going to die! Porge screamed quicker now, shaking all over. If I get stung, I swell up, I can't breathe, I die! Well, why didn't you tell me? I'm dead! Now there was screaming, the wasps really noticed. A third of them took to the air, buzzing loudly. Porge began hyperventilating. Behind your wrist, there's a button, Greg yelled. Press it and run! Run! They're gonna come after me! Porge squealed, tears streaming down his face. I'll stop him, Greg cried. Just go! Many things happened at once. Porge pressed the release button and tore his wrist away, sprinting as fast as he could in the direction of the field. Greg, without thinking, did the bravest act he had ever done. He dive-tackled the wasp's nest. Porge stumbled out of the trees, chest heaving. Not a single wasp had followed him. His friends crowded around with big grins on their faces. "Oh man, what did you do?" one asked. "Can you hear him screaming there? He's going crazy. He's totally spazzing out," said another. "Let's go in and see." "No," Porge said. "No." There was something in his voice that made the others pause. The sounds in the woods continued. What do you mean? Listen to him freak out. I didn't know a human could make sounds like that. It's like a dying piglet. We gotta go see. Let's go play spaz. I will never play spaz again, said Porge. And Greg is not a spaz. He paused, wiped away a tear. <laughs> Greg is a hero. He ran to tell Mr. L what was happening in the woods. Mr. L. grabbed two teachers, and they rushed out to the rescue. As predicted, it was indeed a long day. Greg recovered after about a week, a very painful week. But he did not regret what he had done, not at all. Nor did Porge ever tell anyone how they had come to that wasp's nest in the woods. So in the end, Greg's plan worked. He was never called a spaz by Porge again. I'm very excited to be joined by a couple of our friends from the story today. We have Greg, who's been on the podcast before. You wanna say hi to everyone, Greg? Yo, what up? It's G-Man. If you're listening to this, you got a YouTube channel. I just want, okay, Greg, this isn't the time to plug your YouTube channel. Uh, It's all right, Mr. Mr. Tom. I now have 39 subscribers. Oh, that's interesting because I think a couple of weeks ago when you were on the podcast, you said you had you had thirty eight subscribers. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's growing at a pretty rapid rate right now. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I'd call that rapid. I don't know if you know what rapid means, but it's definitely growing. And uh, after all the after all the subs I get from this podcast, probably have like 42, 43. That's pretty cool. Great job, Greg. But Greg's not the only one we have here. The other person who's been waiting very patiently is is Porge. Say hi, Porge. Hey. And is a little bit microphone shy? No, I'm not. I'm not microphone shy at all. Okay. It's just the way you're sitting, you're a little bit... It's almost as if the microphone is like... is, is scary to you. Like it's going to bite you. No, that's not what I think. I don't think it's going to bite me. I'm not like that. <laughs> Porge is a little scary baby. No, I'm not. Shut up. You be quiet. Okay, guys. There was already a lot of arguing in the story... I don't think that this is gonna be a time that we're gonna sit here and argue. I wanna have a constructive, interesting conversation about you know some of your feelings from the story. Yeah, can I, can I weigh in on that real quick? Yeah, sure, Greg. Why don't you start us off? What did you think about the story? So, G-Man is my YouTube tag. I just wanted to say, smash that sub button. I got merch, I got t-shirts, I got hats. Okay, Greg, if you mention the YouTube again, I'm just going to, you know, have to end the interview because, you know, it's really not good marketing to j- only talk about the things that you're selling all the time. Well, I mean, at the beginning of this podcast uh, or the other ones, you're talking about all the books you're selling. Yeah. But like the podcast is about the book. So it's, it's sort of it's not really like a selling thing. It's like, hey, if you like these stories, you could have them in book form. Right. Yeah. Duh. OK. Well, I um, I'm good. Yeah, d- duh. George, why don't you tell me something? What, what do you want to know? Well, I just, you know, I want to know. I don't have a YouTube. Okay, but <laughs> we're not talking about our YouTube. That's not the purpose of this podcast is to talk about our 10-year-old YouTube channels, which I'm not sure a lot of people want to watch anyway. Yeah, you know, I saw Greg's YouTube channel. It stinks. You want to see it to my face, man? <laughs> Uh, you can't really see... Um, because this is a podcast, but I, they both just, can we cut that? Can we cut that part out? I don't know. George, who is our editor, will be able to cut that out, but there was kind of a scuffle porch. Can you, yeah, you just, yeah. You need to sit back down. Okay. I, he totally spazzed. Okay. We're we don't call each other spazzes. Remember, we're not going to remember what happened in the story. You guys kind of got over that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true yeah I can I can I talk about my uh, my favorite part of the story? Yeah, Greg, what was your favorite part of the story? Well, my plan worked. It was a great plan. super smart uh and it worked. it worked really well. I mean it was effective. I wouldn't say it was the smartest plan. well, it was entirely irresponsible. Thank you, Borge. Yeah, it's very irresponsible and I almost died. I almost died in that story. That's a, a little bit. Uh, for for me, it's it's hard to hear the story. It's a little bit hard to hear it because I almost died, um, and I think uh, what Greg did was was very brave. It's very heroic, um, but I did almost die. Yeah. Uh, so how your your bee allergies? You're you're pretty allergic to being stung. Very allergic. If I get stung, I'll probably die in like thirty seconds. I don't think. That yeah 30 seconds 30 seconds definitely maybe 25 25 seconds maybe i don't know but i'd be dead like like just like laying down like no breath my face would be a giant swollen thing i'd be dead just one sting one sting dead 20 seconds 10 seconds Okay, that's that's not really how, like, bee stings and allergies were. Five seconds, probably. I don't know. Five seconds, ten seconds is hard to tell because, you know, if I had tested, I'd already be dead. Okay, that's a good point. Um, Wow, you're just coming in coming in swinging there. Uh, so, so I was in a lot of danger. Um, And I'm very, very thankful for what Greg did, for his sacrifice. Yeah, Greg, that was an interesting sacrifice. So you got stung a lot. Uh, duh. There were, like hundreds of bees like thousands of bees I got stung a lot yeah that's what I said so you had to you know how did you deal with that well it was really painful it was it was really painful but like I'm a man so I was like whatever duh you didn't cry at all no little bit whatever I don't know I'm a man duh all right (laughs) I'm feeling a lot of like I don't know aggressive energy coming from both sides of this table I got something to add real quick real quick before you move on Oh, sure. I mean I didn't really have anything to move on to. I think I was probably gonna wrap up the interview. Well, before we wrap up, okay, listen up. Listen up. I just want everyone to know I I'm I'm a little bit more comfortable with the microphone now. I know a lot of people are listening to this. Not not a lot, probably like five. Well, maybe five people are listening to this. Okay, Greg, Porge. Actually there's there's more than five. There's there's a substantial amount. Okay. There's a substantial amount, maybe like ten people. Uh and I just want to say I am not fat. You can see me. You can look at me. You can see my face. You can see my body and my belly, and I'm not fat. You can see me right now. I am not fat. So look at this. Look at all this, and just realize I'm a skinny boy. I am athletic. My my mom says that I'm that I'm very healthy. Very. I, I am. I am not fat. Okay. Uh i'm glad we clarified that i just want to say it's a podcast so unfortunately no one can can see you right now uh can can i weigh in on that greg i don't know if you should wait weigh- <laughs> i can see him right now and i just want to tell everyone out there he's really fat w- i greg 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 i am not... Everyone, listen Listen to me. I'm not fat. Don't talk... Don't listen to what Greg's saying. He is so fat. I can literally see, like, the fat, like, spilling out of his chair right now. There's nothing spilling out of my chair. There's no fat spilling out of my chair. All of, all of my fat is on my body because it's not fat. So so you just said all your fat's on your body, so you are fat. I am not fat. I... I just... Okay, guys, I think we should probably cut this short you are so darn ugly I can't I I vomit when I look at you I want to vomit okay (laughs) guys enough stop I think people realize porch that you're not fat so you don't have to keep saying that I am not fat okay don't say that Greg don't call porch fat on my podcast okay well I'm just saying the truth you are not saying the truth you are a big dirty liar okay I'm gonna end this interview I think you guys are great boys. Horge, your face is really red right now, but it's not fat. It's red, but it's not fat. Okay, <laughs> it's not fat. Greg, you seem to have no concept of what you're doing at any time. Uh, Well, what I'm doing at any time is vlogging, uh, Mr. Tom, so I just want everyone to smash that sub button. Uh, G-man, YouTube tag. Greg has no friends. Sorry? I just want everyone to know that Greg has no friends, like literally zero. If I had no friends, why would I have 39 subscribers on my YouTube porch okay? Okay, if I had no friends, why would I have, guys, we're gonna end this right now. Uh, I think we still have a lot of unresolved issues that you need to kind of work through, talk through. I know you guys are friends, right? Porge, you're friends with Greg, right? Sometimes, okay, but like, can you just tell Greg you're your, his friend? do I, do i have to yes tell him you're his friend like greg i'm 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 your friend sometimes sometimes all right greg now can you tell Porge that you're his friend uh yeah Porge. uh you're my friend uh sometimes good see i mean i just have a lot of warm fuzzy feelings now cuz we're friends and we can fight but everything's okay in the end right I'm like his only friend. Okay, <laughs> that's enough. 39 subscribers, 39, smash that sub button. There's no sub button on the podcast. It's a podcast. Uh, actually, you can subscribe to the podcast. That's that's one thing, but you can't subscribe to Greg's YouTube channel via the podcast. And I got shirts, I got, uh, I got hats, uh, 39 subscribers. Okay, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Porge, um, for coming in. You're welcome. Um, I'm not fat. We've been over that. Porge is not fat. Greg has 39 subscribers and I am ending this interview. This has been a Boy Stories podcast production performed by Tom Longano, author of The Blue Book of Stories. The Blue Book of Stories is available now on Amazon. It's also available on TomLongano.com. The podcast has been produced by the legendary George Martin. And please, if you like the podcast, subscribe. Tell us what you think in the comments and reviews. Please send us an email. You can find all our contact information on TomLongano.com. If you have a question or a comment for any of the characters, send it to us, and you might just get featured in one of the next interviews. But thank you so much for listening. Again, share with your friends, and please continue to listen. This has been so much fun for us. We hope it is just as much fun for you. Have a great day.